Spring is in the air at Global Voice Broadcasting. Fresh new shows are hitting the airwaves every day. Shows about all the things that matter to you in your life. Music, fashion, celebs, and more. It's all here, and it's getting better every day. Only at Global Voice Broadcasting. What is up? Welcome to another episode of All Over VoiceOver with Kiff VH. I'm your host, Kiff VH, and welcome to my lovely and talented guest, my dear friend and fellow voice NATO um, performer, the, yeah. the lovely, the talented Scott White. Yeah. Scott, dude, thank you so much for coming hey, in today, man. Thanks for having me, man. I got to say, I was a little bit nervous when you asked me a little while ago to come really? in. Because I was just like, you know... I'm like kind of an, I've been around, but I'm kind of like new to it and I'm still figuring it all out. You know, it's always like a learning process. What, what, what made you nervous? Like, was you. it a, me? You. Just being around you. Oh, come on. You know that one time, the first time I met you and you pantsed me in the middle of the office? That, <laughs> that was wildly inappropriate. That was, but I'm a bully and I was acting out of frustration and concern. Out like, of, I didn't want to be judged. Hey, new guy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. that guy's amazing. <laughs> He's so talented. And that's the day I learned that voice, which is like, oh, Hey, everybody. I pants you with my crazy Gene Wilder impression. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. Here you go. <laughs> Take it. I'm going to pull your underpants over your back. <laughs> it's true, uh, man. It's all man. true. Where where are you where are you from originally? I was born and raised here. I'm Were you from really? uh, Manhattan Beach. Oh, okay. Um, well, Torrance and then Manhattan Beach when I was like 5 years old and uh and yeah, I was born and raised in South Bay, which is kind of rare because so many people are usually transplants from here. Yeah. I mean, you're not from here. No. Where are you from? I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. See, I know you say this probably in every episode. You're like, you know, because I'm from Grand Rapids. and uh... <laughs> That's the one thing I always get concerned about with this particular show is I feel like every episode, at least 15 minutes of it is, Talking I'm going to repeat this story about how I got started in voiceover. Well, I think, I, well, why not? I mean, it's your well, show. That's you true. can do what you want. That's Actually, I, if I had this show, I'd probably invite people on and just say, hey, like, Kiff is here on the Scott White VO podcast. Kiff, thanks for being here today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks yeah, for having me, yeah, Scott. No, I appreciate it. Let's talk it. about me. So sure. I was born mm-hmm. in the South Bay. And, uh, what, what, what year? Don't ask too many right, questions, sorry, Kiff. That, you're the guest. You're Remember right. Remember that. You're I right. Sorry questions. about that. Of course. Yeah. So it just. <laughs> That's exactly how it's gone. So you've clearly been listening to the previous. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to. Yeah, sure. That's how uh, I've, I've gotten. I've gotten to be better at that, that I've learned that it's more important to monologue. Yeah, no. Well, you, you know, got to learn how to fill time and riff. I always wonder, like, right. when you're, like, the host of a show, or and this is the same thing, but, like, those hosts on shows, you never know the celebrity you're going to get in. Like, when right. you get certain people, like, I mean, like Harrison Ford, for instance, is yeah. someone who isn't always the, like, kind of awkward interviews. Yeah, you never know what you're going to walk into. Like, yeah. like De Niro's that way, too. Like, uh, sure it's like that. the single word answers. Right. No. And you're like... <laughs> Okay, well, right. we still got 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I can ask you an open-ended question. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what? when did you feel like you... Uh, about 10. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. You gotta, that, and then your follow-up question's lame. It's like, would that be 10 exactly or 10 and a half? Right. <laughs> and he just stares back at you. Right. Like, uh, right, right. And then you feel like you're judging yourself. 
Like, when, <laughs> like I love like when whenever Harrison Ford is like on Jimmy Kimmel, it's always like Kimmel knows how to work with him or get him to play. It's totally. like Harrison like wants to. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know? And he's kind of Harrison's kind of loosened up over yeah. you know like lately since that Star Wars thing, he's kind of cracking more jokes and his humor is kind of. Because before he'd just be so stiff on these shows and just yeah. awkward rubbing his hands and everything. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like these one word, yeah. And he'd be looking out at the crowd and the crowd would be looking at him and it was just like the most awkward, intense thing ever. Right. And yeah. now it feels more like he's he's there to like just goof off and play. Yeah. I, I love that like like whenever Bruce Willis would do Letterman, like he would always do some crazy bit like a like a sex tape. Like, like yeah, totally. You have the new Bruce Willis sex tape out coming and, out, um, <laughs> and it's just me. It's true, you know. <laughs> kind of stuff that's oh, crazy. I call it moonlight, moonlitten, moonlighting, 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 moonlitten. Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting. Is that even a word, litten? I think it, uh, it is in Finnish. Oh, okay. Litten in Finnish. I'm pretty certain it's a kind of fish, uh, oh. a fish pate that mm. you smear on. I love. Yeah. Fish pate. <laughs> I, you want to grab some fish pate after this? Yeah, man, I'm totally Let's down. Do there's Let's a great, do there's a little Swedish market down the street. We'll have to. Let's yeah, Legen, Legen, Hosen, Legen, Hosen. Are you Swedish? I'm Dutch. Actually. You're Dutch. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Are you? What's what's the? I know the um, spelling of white is like implies a Germanic. Yeah, I think it was just sort of like a get away from racism thing. Like, uh, no, we're cool. Now we're cool, everyone. It's W H Y. You want the other guy? Uh... <laughs> No, you know, I'm Scottish, English, and German. Mm -hmm. So I'm there's a lot of you know, between uh Hitler and uh <laughs> and yeah. William Wallace. And William Wallace, I don't know. I think I should <laughs> defect. Um no, yeah. So I don't know exactly where the Y came from, but mm. um somewhere along the line. Uh they just switched over, I guess. You I you found yourself uh when when did you get into this Business? Have you kind of always been in it, or did you make a transition when you were? Yeah. I mean, at some point, you yeah. weren't like you weren't born in it necessarily. No, no, no. I mean, I started on camera acting when I I had always been wanting to be an on camera actor from when I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when I was I don't know four. Yeah, I wanted to be an archaeologist. My mom said, "Oh, that's." Archaeologists don't do that. That's what that's an actor. And I go, okay, I'll do that. So yeah. actors go to South America and chase, you know, <laughs> get chased by boulders and right. no. And so that kind of got me on this whole thing where I just wanted I've always been fascinated by movies. The concept of like living in an imagination, you know, in a world that that is just totally made up and fake and yeah. and being able to play in this world is something that I've always been drawn to. I mean, I've yeah. always sort of had a big imagination hmm. and uh tried to be super creative and always you know i growing up i always walked around with a cape on or a batman mask or something yeah. even up to like i believed in santa claus till i was around 11 years old yeah and i still remember that moment we were driving on the 405 out to the valley and my and my mom and brother were in the front seat i was in the back and they were t we were talking about santa and uh and i was all passionate and yeah. uh and my brother started cracking up in the front with my mom and they started laughing and then my brother said you don't santa's not real and i cried and oh I was on God. the 405 heading right over to the valley, heading north, and I totally remember that moment of breaking down and going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my man. <laughs> yeah. And that was at 11. So that's pretty old. That's, that's like, deep, man. That's old. Yeah. We're we're keeping it alive for Ilsa. She's nine and still, like, this past Christmas was kind of starting to 
yeah. kick the tires okay. of its reality. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I think I've gone around the bend on it where to the point where I kind of believe in Santa Claus and I don't necessarily believe in the man at North Pole. I know what happens if you go to North Pole, but I believe in the spirit of it. What happens if you go to the North Pole? If you, um, well, it's just ice <laughs> and and you'll see the Aurora Borealis. Wow. And, and, and then if you go too far, you're in Russia. But if you come too far, you're in Canada. So it's you, you got to get right to that Right top to the top. Point. Is there a flag? Do they put a flag? Yeah, there's there? an American flag. <laughs> there's an American right flag. There. That... It's the demarcation. We've claimed it. <laughs> We've claimed the actual North Pole. <laughs> That's right. What is that? Zero point north and zero? What yeah. is the latitude? I think north? it's zero, zero. Wow. Zero, zero. It has to be. But then, but then the South Pole would be 180, 180. Sure. I think well, 360, the technical 360. terms of the uh, oh, yeah. South Pole would be the 180 over 180. Uh, the, oh, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, born and raised in the South Bay, I got into actually uh, begged my parents forever to get me into acting classes. When I was 10, I got into on camera stuff, uh, started taking classes out in the valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one place, the Young Actor Space, where I used to take lessons. Great. Everyone went there Toby McGuire, Leonardo DiCaprio. I, yeah. It was like. It was kind of back then. It was a smaller group of of actors in town, really, hmm. and that was the main like that had the biggest best reputation for chi- children actors. Yeah. So there was a bunch of, you know, a bunch of these famous kids I rubbed shoulders with and, yeah. and uh, tested for a bunch of projects with Leonardo DiCaprio and this kid Omri Katz. Uh, mm-hmm. We tested for Hocus Pocus together, the three of us. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. Anyway, so fast forward to uh, about nine years ago, and now I'm uh, <clears throat> 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when I was 19, uh, I had always wanted to do voice. I had always been doing voices. Yeah. Uh, in fact, when The Simpsons first came on the air and I was like 10 or 11 years old, I started trying to imitate Homer Simpson. Yeah. But I, I could do Bart because my voice was naturally kind of right. in the Bart thing. But I always try to do Homer Simpson. You know. Right, you put on the deep voice. Yeah, when, and when you're ten, do... that's the worst. You're right. like, oh, I'm Homer Simpson. <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's terrible. You sound more like Marge there. Yeah. No, I don't. I sound fine. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm Marge. I'm Marge Simpson. <laughs> I'm Homer. Dang it. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I um, had always wanted to do voices. Always messed around with voices. You know, playing with toys when I was a kid and stuff. Yeah. I'd always been adding voices to different characters. In fact, I would say, no, that character has to have a different, that sounds like this guy. So I got to now yeah. create a different voice. So, uh, but that was just creating voices. Then the acting came around and, and I learned the acting skills or, uh, you know, what I've learned from acting skills, which is either a lot or not a lot. I can't. <laughs> I don't, sometimes I feel so well prepared and so intelligent on things. And other times I feel like I don't know oh what I'm God. doing. Totally. Like first day. Yeah. Like this is my first audition ever because I am clueless and I think I've lost all my skills. Yeah. And I'll sit there and listen to my read and just feel like like I, I don't know how I'm possibly compa- even considered to compete against <laughs> right. the likes of the people I'm competing against. Right. And then you see the finished product and you're like, that's where they went. Oh, man. I made such oh, stronger. I- jo- <laughs> You know, was so much. I could have done that job. Right. Man, I could have done that job. That's what they wanted. Oh, what they tell me they want a Tracy Morgan impression. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Lopez. Yeah, already, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on, Tracy Lopez <laughs> is Eric Lopez. That's yeah, great. that's right. Uh, yeah, so nine years ago, uh, there's a great voice actor I owe my career to. Uh, Robin Atkin Downs is his name. He's yeah. an amazing, Does he does everything that there is, uh, even on camera. But he does... Promo work, loop group stuff, voice match stuff. Uh, he was Doomsday, and he was the voice of Doomsday for this 
Uh, oh, and the Superman. In Batman versus yeah, Superman. The one that I know another guy who was part of, too. <sighs> yes. Kip, do you know who was in that film? Uh, are you referring to uh, Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> no, uh, I'm referring to someone in this room. I didn't know you were in Batman versus no, Superman, too. I was not. All right, yes, I'm in Batman versus Heck Superman. Heck yeah, I'm man. Proud of it. it was fun. a plug. If you guys haven't seen that yet, you got to see that. Yeah, man. Officer Mazzuccelli, I, get, I almost get shot. Mm. And your line? <laughs> you almost took my face off. <laughs> Don't shoot the good guys. Yeah. There you go. Did you get to ad lib at all? In yes. Really? Yeah. Was that an ad, was that a scripted? Line that was, was scripted, that? but there's um, there is a scene. Uh, there the, the just get the R rated cut okay. when they release that on DVD. There's extended stuff, and I know that one of the other scenes that I w- worked in and that I improvised in that they kept some of my improvisation. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, when does that come out on DVD? Is I think soon? sometime in July. July. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I, oh, wow. That's you know, really you've cool. you've been in experiences too where it's like, I can't believe that I get to be a part of this, yeah. this thing. I know. You just walk away and you're like, wow. Wow. I mean, I mean you knew going into it, you're like, wow, Batman, yeah. Superman. And then yeah. you can't talk about it because of NDAs and you're right. like, ugh. But I mean, and for me, like, I, I know there's, you know, there's just, there's, there's people who are kind of the top of the mountain for you to work in during the course yeah. of your career. You yeah. just like, I, I, I don't want to, I want to be, I, I love being sort of a journeyman actor who gets to work with, you know, get a day where it's like, I worked with yeah, totally. Fred or yeah, I yeah. worked with Al Pacino yeah, for a day. Totally. You totally. know, and, and, and it's not that uh, I got to stand next to him and get a picture. It's we acted. Yeah. And uh, for me, Zack Snyder is one of those directors. I mean, I mean, <laughs> 300 was such an important film for me personally. Like it, it came out like two days. Um, why am I getting emotional about it? Two days before Ilsa was born, the movie came out. Oh, wow. And Sherry and I were going to go see it. And then our pregnancy went south. And she had preeclampsia, and the baby came very early, was in the NICU and all this other stuff. So, like, when I finally went to go see 300 while Sherry was still in the hospital wow. and the baby was in the hospital, that movie was, a, to me, about strength yeah. and what strength I didn't realize I was able to have and what was inside of me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what that film became – yeah. And so to work with the director, creator of that film yeah. on another comic book project yeah, on a back. Awesome. Did mean, you tell was, him that story? Or? No, uh-huh. I, I just I didn't want to. I didn't want to either well up or make it weird on the streets of Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like because to Zach, it's like I'm a I'm a I'm a movie director. I'm, this, yeah. I'm just making I'm just making movies. <laughs> you I'm can be like, movies. I hated working on that film. I hated <laughs> After you pour your yeah. heart out, you're crying. He's like, like, I'm sorry. Oh, that's great, Kim. Oh, that's great. I hated that movie. That was a nightmare. <laughs> but uh, I told the ADR supervisor that. Oh, well, cool. I was like, it was how great it was to work on this picture because of that emotional oh, cool, connection man. to it. Yeah. And she was like, that's how it is to work on every Zach movie. Wow. Like that he's, that she's like, I've, I've been able to be his ADR supervisor in every picture since 300. And wow. it's just a spectacular experience. Wow. So, uh, I great, mean, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It was awesome. Cool. Have you had, I mean, what, 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 what experience have you had that would resonate or that you carry in that way? Well, uh, you know, and I know we're here for voiceover. That's stuff. okay. I, I, but, you know, <laughs> but, it's all over. It intersects. Yeah, yeah, entertain. Yeah, it, it all connects. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I would say with on-camera stuff, because I was in uh, the Mighty Ducks films, Mighty Ducks 2 and Ducks 3, yeah. that was a big thing that... It, I, with Superman stuff, you knew. You were like, this is epic. For Ducks, 
for me going into it, it was epic for me because I watched Mighty Ducks one in theaters as a act aspiring actor, and yeah. I played hockey for three years up to that point or four oh, years. Wow. So I sat in the theater watching that, going, "This is like amazing! Oh my gosh!" I, if I could do a film like The Mighty Ducks, that would be the ultimate gig. And I swear, two weeks later, I was auditioning for Ducks too. Oh my gosh! So for me, in my world, The Ducks was like the ultimate. But yeah. but The Ducks wasn't really the, the the biggest. It was a film. It wasn't like a huge phenomenon. And now all these years later, it's kind of become like this, like a cult thing, or maybe it's like generation after generation. It's like kids are. I've had people even say my grandkids are now watching the Ducks films. And oh stuff. my gosh! So and I play at this bar every Friday, and people come in and they still quack. People are still like, "Gunner, you lost <laughs> it for yourself." And you know, can I take a picture? Can you shake my hand? Because you say, "Let's go shake their hands in the movie." And so it's. I mean, all these years, all these years later, it's still like it's it's become even bigger, I guess, over the years, which yeah. is really cool. That's um, so but cool, man. The great thing about like voice acting now, tying it into voice acting, and I'll sure. go back. I'll finish how I got into voice acting because uh -huh. I segue so much. Oh, that's all right. Like, um, I'm hearing. But I, uh, you, and, and you know, you book some of these voiceover jobs, and you just, and your brain is just like, oh my god, I'm gonna be in the new Superman game, or I'm gonna be, you know, like yeah. you're part of this world that you grew up with, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've gotten to voice Leonardo for a video game. Oh, man. And when you book a gig like that, it's like, wow, I grew up every day watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, cowabunga! Right. You know? And you're like, you know, you every day I woke up and, and watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before school from probably till I was 20. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but then you get to voice him and it's a whole other thing. In fact, I found, um, I think it was Kevin Eastman on Facebook. And I sent him a message, just knowing it would never get to him, right. saying, "Hey, I'm a voice. I used to love. A I get to voice Leonardo. This is. Hey, thank you for creating the coolest, one of the coolest things in my childhood." And yeah. he wrote me back, a, a "Hey, Scott, thanks for. Thank oh, you so man. much." And it wasn't just like, "Thank you for writing. Right. Uh, have a great day." It was like this nice <laughs> right. little message saying, "Yeah, it was a great, you know, a great thing that happened, you know." And anyway, it was this long, really nice letter, kind of congratulating me and you know, wow. and telling me a bit, a bit about the world and stuff like that. And so it was really like, um, it was like, wow, I've arrived. And it's happened multiple times in voiceover. I've been so lucky, to, you know, to just, yeah. even when you just get auditions and you're like, oh my That's gosh. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You get an audition to audition to play Batman or Riddler yeah. or do a Joker read. Yeah. And you're just like, this not only is that, the, forget booking it. That, dude, who cares? <laughs> just I'll, saying the word. That's it. To be able to go in that room and close the door. And for one other person and whoever may listen down the pipeline, yeah, yeah, even yeah. if they decide not to send your read, yeah. I get to be Batman for a minute. Oh, yeah. I get to be the Riddler or be totally. Rocksteady or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if you know how to act, you're, that's an ex, that's a bonus. But yeah. you and I, we don't know. How we to don't do. know how to act. So we, we stand there. I Batman. Yes, I am. <laughs> like, uh, well, we're not going to send that. Everyone's <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, man. I Batman. Hi, Alfred. Alfred, please get my tea ready. I'm the Joker. <laughs> it says five ha's and there's no space. How should I read that? Totally. How can I read that? <laughs> um, yeah. No, but it's so true, man. Sometimes I get more excited just with auditions yeah. than I am gigs that I've worked on on camera or even voiceover sometimes. But, yeah. But, it, but it, yeah, the auditioning process could be really fun like that. Or like how we were talking about where you're just completely clueless and yes. you think you've regressed in your career. You're like, yeah. wow, I've 
20 years down the drain. I don't know where does where do you think that comes from? That that level that insecurity that I mean even yeah. regardless of what your experience level is like yeah, I, totally. it's it's something that that oh. you just face. You know, I think the big dogs even, you know, the people that are beyond us in in their careers that are more successful or however you want to rate they're just as insecure or not yeah. just as insecure. I think you get this core feeling of like, okay, it's going to be okay or I'm going to make it through. Yeah. But then there's still that artistic and I think it comes down to being an artist. I think as an artist, you're always the way you're sort of viewing life or critiquing life or whatever that you apply it to your art and then it kind of comes back to you where there's always a sense of insecurity or like, is this good enough or is mm. this whatever? And I think part of being an artist is that critiquing which keeps you on your toes, which yeah. help, helps bring in inspiration or stuff. You know, if you're kind of emotionally flat, I, I don't know how you get these moments of clarity or these clairvoyance or like these inspirational moments, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm sure you and I are the same way in that respect. You kind of sit around and someday or some moment you're like, oh, I just don't feel it. And then yeah. next you're like, turn on that mic, let's do this. Yeah. So um, it's very it's very much with me, ingrained in me. And I think it's, I think it's just really part of being, an, I mean, everyone has securities and insecurities. Sure. But I think being an artist, it's more because what you're putting out there is a bit of yourself, whether yeah. it's voice acting or art, painting, guitar, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that that fear of like, oh, is it going to be accepted or is it not going to be accepted? Yeah. And I think that just breeds a situation where, you know, um, where you just, where you don't know. And then I think then you're kind of in your head, you can get in your head. And yeah. So, but it's a very real thing, I think on all levels and me being, I guess, a professional actor, professional voice actor, yeah. uh, it's still very true to me. And, yeah. and I'm, you know, some people walk around with that cover up where it's like, no, man, it's cool. No, I'm good, man. And the people yeah. that like emote that energy are probably the people that are the most insecure. I kind of think that. that you got to deal with the insecurity. We, we had a we had an incident at school with a bully uh -huh. and talking through dealing with the bully stuff on the schoolyard reflected. You know, we said to Ilsa, look, you're going to be facing bullies your entire life. Even in the context of going into an audition room where someone is trying to vibe you with that sort of energy of yeah. like, oh, man, y'all can go home because yeah. I just dropped the mic and nailed that. Yeah. And even, you know, sometimes dudes do that in like a self-deprecating way, but then sometimes guys don't. Right. And you're kind of like, why are you bringing that energy into this space? Exactly. It's true. Other than to, just to poke holes in your confidence because so much of this is, I completely agree with you, this, this sense of this. It's a fragile yeah. world that we kind of live in, in a way. Yeah, that we, you that we mentally create ourselves. That's you right. Know what I mean, and we we live in a space of risk. Yeah, that that every choice that you make is 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 a risky one. If yeah. you're going, especially if you're if you're following spec or going outside of the spec of who that character might be. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times you're trying to you're looking for places where it's like, okay, here's a you know just. Breaking down my process of like, okay, 30s, Caucasian, uh, confident, self-assured, humorous, wink, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to read it that way. Yeah. What what can I do to bring me to it yeah. or make the choice a little bit more interesting? Yeah. But then you you start to expand outside of that range and that can – there's terror in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It can also breed good things. I mean it can yeah. breed good things. And I've experimented both ways. I've done it where I've – been straight by the book, what they want is what I give them. And other yeah. things where I go, okay, I'm going to try to stretch out a little bit more. And then sometimes I just go, you know what? I'm just going to go way out, uh, yeah. way out of left field. I'm going to give them something. Ignore this not. completely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think, I don't, 
I think it has worked for me where I've booked one or two gigs where it's been that way. Yeah. But but it all kind of depends on whether it's a game or radio or yeah. TV or, you know, they all kind of have their own. Like TV and radio, I'm thinking, is probably more straightforward, like, follow what we say. Yes. You know, we know what we're talking about. Which isn't always what they book, though. Do you know, and you know that, where it's yeah. like, guy next door, non-VO, just be, you know, like, we just right. want an average guy. No VO chops. And then you listen to the spot and they're like, Verizon wireless Fios 200 megabytes. And you're like, wow, that's so guy next door. If you live next to a If you're next a professional to, to a professional voice, voice yeah. actor. I live next door to, I guess someone lives next door to Don LaFontaine. <laughs> so, that's right. I mean, uh, yeah. So, oh, But man. it's a great, um, you know what? It's the world that we have both chosen. And it's a yeah. world that, and I, in a weird way, I'm kind of now as old as I am, I'm, fa- I'm getting comfortable with the concept like, okay, the insecurity world is the secure world that I've created. It's like you don't yeah. know every choice I've made in my life career professional wise has come from this place of like okay I'm taking a risk yeah. and you just so you just kind of get com- you know if things start getting like too formula too like uh, as it yeah. should go it that might throw me off too where it's like okay well what's then I'll get paranoid I'll be like yeah. well it's gonna end tomorrow they're clearly out to get me right so, right exactly <laughs> I, I, every time I've worked within the context of a straight, straight, quote unquote, straight 401k, yeah, yeah, yeah. 401k doesn't deserve to get as much shade as I throw on it. Yeah, I think yeah, the yeah. 401k is a great thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm very happy to have, you know, my, my pension coming courtesy of the union. But yeah. like there's that sense of um, the consistent nine to five work yeah. that – when I did it, I would I would seek the outside things. I would seek things that would pull me away from it. Yeah, you know, and and find I find more security in the sense of the insecurity of the freelance life versus the security of the regular world, where you're so reliant on a decision by one person. Yeah, or one oh. committee of people. Right. That happened to us at Second City in Cleveland. Why we went into a meeting one day and we were told they were closing the theater, and we were without wow. a raft. I mean, wow. just like there you go. What? How that one? Phase, what? What happened? It sucked. There? Well, yeah. I I don't know. Like from what I was told, oh. like when they made that decision, they did not go into the meeting with the intention of closing the theater, but that was what they ended up doing. Wow. During the course of that meeting. Wow. And you know, there were six of us who moved to Cleveland specifically to do that job, yeah. and then okay. the theater. So did closed. you split to L.A. then and head Mm-mm. out? No, we we couldn't afford. We yeah. couldn't afford to move out of Cleveland at that point. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we, you know, we were we were represented. We were at that time working, been working under an equity contract for two or three years. And I mean, I applied to Best Buy and Home Depot, and yeah. they were like, "No." Well, I was like, well, "What do we do?" Like, what? I guess I have I to. I can't even get a callback for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like I got. I just have to do this. Wow. Because I'm either. I don't want to say overqualified to work at Home Depot. I just needed work. But it was they were like, we're hiring, but we're not hiring you. Wow. So I went after whatever work I could get. That's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, found it. Found it. We made our way out. But yeah, it, totally. it took a while. We, 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 um, before we got here, we were in Chicago for about five years. Wow. And, uh, and that was part of that. Part of that is, yeah. you know, the hard the times rest. help you enjoy the good times. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, the, and the hard times are also where I found the greatest friendships. Um, and the most inspiration and, and kind of, you know, man, the hard times suck, but boy, they, you know, you, you learn so much about yourself in that context. Totally. Yeah. 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 
Wow, man. Yeah. So the speaking of hard times. So uh-huh. when I got into the voice acting stuff, yeah, uh, backing up, and now I'm totally digressing. Um, so Robin uh, Atkin Downs, this great voice actor, friend of mine, we were playing in a band together, uh, and we were talking about acting, started bonding and stuff. We became buddies, and. I expressed, oh, man, you do voice acting. You're so lucky. That's so cool. And he would be like, oh, you're on-camera actor. That's so cool. And I was like, I want your world. You know, because he would sit there and he'd tell me, yeah, I got to voice, you know, whatever. I got to voice Davy Jones for Pirates of the Caribbean thing. And I'm like, no way. I would give for that. And he's right. like, what do you do? I played a Vietnam character in this film a week ago. And he's like, no way. That's awesome. And I'm like, I don't care. I want to be Davy Jones. Right. So, right. um Anyway, so this gig came up, funny enough, full circle. Um, they were looking for the voice of Homer Simpson for an elect- an EA uh, mobile game, like in the early like flip phone yeah. game days. And they needed people to they, – they didn't have the budget for Dan probably. Right. So, uh, you know, and I had been doing this Homer Simpson impression since I was 10 years old. Yeah. And finally, you know, balls dropped. Everything yeah. sort of <laughs> – now right. I could do Homer Simpson. Right. And so – and so I audition. I, Robin said, "Why don't you come over? I'll record you at my place. I know the casting lady. I'll just slide the audition to her. See what happens. Oh, man. You never know. It's an opportunity." And I, yeah. and I went over and I did my Homer. I don't know if it was good or bad, but I knew I could do Homer and stuff. Yeah. And so I got the job. And so I worked that gig. And then CESD, who you probably know, I know um, well. Yeah. Bestagencyever.com. Yeah. Um, they got my number, I think, from the casting lady, um, Margaret wow. Tang, who was the lady who uh, directed me and cast me. And uh, so there's a few people I owe kind of getting me in the in the door there and yeah. so anyway cesd got my number i got like a call from kathy saying hey uh it's kathy from cesd we'd like to take a meeting we heard you book this job i signed with them and then this is where the hard times come in because <laughs> <laughs> i signed a one-year contract and that yeah. whole first year and it was just for animation and video games okay. and they said you're so we're so excited to have you this is gonna be great yeah that whole first year i didn't book one job yeah and nothing and it was like wow well okay I went back to the one-year re-sign, and they, or one year, they said, let's have a meeting. It's been a year. And I went in, and, and Cat and Pathy. Uh, Cat and Pathy. Cat and Pathy. Cat and Pathy. <laughs> right. So Cat Pathy was there, and Cat was right next to her. <laughs> uh, so I go into the meeting, and they said, you know, you're, it was the two of them, and they said, you know, you're, you're good. You're doing good auditions. You're just not booking, and sometimes it just doesn't happen or whatever. We're going to give you another six months. And if it doesn't work out, then we're sorry. But but we believe we think you're doing a great job. Yeah. And uh, and they said we don't really have any notes. And so I wow. said okay, well, all right. And I walked out of the meeting going, wow, I got six months left, and then my career will be over. And that was my <laughs> foot in the door for voiceover. Right. There was that is a tough bloke. business. Wow. Yep. <laughs> and because uh, I'd always heard it was so closed, you know, it's like a closed little yeah. group of friends and stuff. And um, anyway, so. Uh, then I got a call saying, hey, hey, it's Bo from CESD. We're going to take you on and give you a chance to, you know, see if we could do some commercial radio stuff. Awesome. And two or three months into that, I got to say yes on a Subaru radio spot. And that saved my career. And wow. um, so really, like, with Robin getting me into voice acting, Margaret hiring me on that job, yeah. um, and then um, and then. Kathy for bringing Kathy Pat, you know, and then which became the whole team of and family of CESD. Yeah, and I got to say, in in all these years of acting on camera, voiceover, whatever, all the agents and managers I've had for on camera acting, 
like CESD feels like it's like a relationship and a home and it's something that I would never want to leave. Every other agency, you always keep your eyes open or ears yeah. and you're like, okay, where can I go that's better? Right. But CESD, it's like everyone is so nice and it just so happens to be one of the best agencies you can have. Right. So, I mean, I struck gold right right out the gate. Man. So, um, so I owe, you know, I'm grateful every day I get an audition or if I book a job, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's a two line animatic where it's like, right. no one will even see this. I'm like, matter. woo, yeah, this is great. This is yeah. so awesome. Yeah. So, and that's really the truth of the, um, that's the, my whole career. I feel so lucky every time I book something. I mean, I know that there's some talent behind it, but I do really just feel like that I, it's like, I mean, it's, to me, it's still very much luck. <laughs> I mean, because they can hire anyone. There's so many people that are just as good or better or not so good, right. and it all depends on the gig. You know, one audition, I might be better than the next guy. The next audition, I might not be as good as the better guy, but for some reason they chose me, you know? And right. So I'm just, every day I'm like, wow, that's, I'm so lucky. I, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I feel like, like on the day-to-day -day stuff, on the audition tip and, and which direction they go in terms of casting, I, I've taken a lot of comfort. This, like, I was lying in bed this morning thinking about this, that, like, your reads... And who you are as an actor is kind of like a paint chip at Home Depot with like a like 25 paints. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, let's see, am I desert sand or am I Sanskrit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, and, and what do those colors feel like when they're not selected to be the base coat for someone's totally. living room? Totally. And at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with, with Sanskrit. We're just going with, with desert sand. Yeah, yeah. And, and – when that happens over and over again, but then there's that day where the little girl comes in carrying the teddy bear who says, I want Sanskrit today. Yeah. And it's like, okay, Molly, we'll choose Sanskrit for our walls. <laughs> and then you get the campaign. And then you get you the know? whole campaign. You get the whole campaign because <laughs> you were you. Yeah. And, and, and it is that that sense of, uh, you know, I just, I just want to be on that paint chip. Yeah. I just want to be in that car. Yeah. Yeah. And to be – and to feel like especially – Talking about the vulnerability we were talking about earlier and being with people who protect that and nurture that and yeah. don't make you feel like a freak of nature for for being yeah. that because yeah. that's the thing ultimately that benefits everybody and your team. Totally. Um, and to have that sense of comfort of like being able to drop in and say, ah, oh, my daughter had an ear infection or I'm struggling with this or I heard this hilarious joke or whatever. Yeah. There's something really wonderful about having a group of people that you feel comfortable. Yeah driving your career th with. That's real. I think you have to be comfortable with being insecure is kind of like, because that right there, if you, if you realize that you're insecure, that you have these insecure, and I know now we're just focusing on insecurities and like, but I think it's but true for anyone, because people listening to this, I mean, sure, Fred Tatashore is going to chime in because he's going to want to hear us in our witty banter. <laughs> but, but someone who's not in LA, maybe someone who's trying to get into voice acting, yeah. who's listening to your podcast, it's these sort of things that I think some people might not cop to, but I think it's very important to help out the next, you know, yeah. someone help me get in. So I yeah. definitely want to help as many people as I can. Right. And and this insecurity issue is really interesting because it can become a hint. It can it can hinder you if you let it mentally 
always sit in your mind, you know? If you're thinking, oh, no, what am I doing? And then you get to the copy, and now it's time to read, but you're already at this place of like, oh, this isn't good. Or like, I might not book this one, or I'm not going to book. I didn't book last week. Yeah, why would I ever? Who would take a risk on this choice? I'm totally wrong. This is not. Right. (sighs) So you got to become secure with the fact that, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, so let me just now get that out of the way and just try my best. And it's easier said than, I mean, it's easier said than done Certainly. to try to get past that moment but um you know everyone feels that way but 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 you just have to put you just have to go okay i'm just going for it and the thing that i tell a few of my friends with you know that have come to me and say hey i'm trying to get a vo like i don't know about this copy like it's just written so weird or it feels weird i immediately tell those people you know what if you think it's weird there's going to be 10 other people out there thinking it's just as weird i mean because and that might fi- help you get comfortable in the thought because mm. someone's going to book it. And if it's written weird or bad or whatever, or you don't like, what am I doing? There's going to be at least maybe everyone else reading for that copy is in the same boat of like, what is this direction or what is this line? What is, I don't know. Yeah. So as long as you go, okay, forget it. This is the way I'm going with it. I'm going to focus and th- this is how I'm performing it. Yeah. That could just that security of like, okay, I'm going to do this. Because if you're mentally in that place, I don't know. Okay, two takes. Here we go. It's like I that might just that mental block, just not going. Okay, I'm going full force in this direction. Right. They always say uh, there's this. I don't know if it applies, but like ride the horse in the direction it's carrying you, which isn't really applied to this, but it's an interesting concept that kind of ties in. Yeah. You just make the you just make the choices. You go in that direction, even if it feels weird, and you just ignore that weirdness, and you just go, okay, good. It's done. I made a strong choice. It might not be the right choice, but I made the choice. And there's definitely been things where I've auditioned for where I've gone, I have no clue, but this will be what I'm doing. Yes. And then you book it. And yeah. you're like, wow. And then, you, then the thought afterwards is like, how did I pull that one off? Yeah. And then you're like, is it just because, and I think sometimes it's just because, okay, I made a strong choice and other people probably hesitated for a minute going, I don't know. And, you know, and then you yeah. book it. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, the whole business is so fascinating. I watch all these interviews, podcasts. Yeah. And just to get, to understand where everyone else is coming from or try to get little tidbits of information or whatever. And I've still, you know, you're always kind of learning as, for me, as an artist, as an actor, musician, everything. I'm always trying to just see what, you know, what else there is to learn and stuff. And I think you always have to grow. It's like if you if you cut hair for a living, hmm. you can, you, to be a good, like great hairstyler, hair cutters or whatever, <laughs> barbers, I don't know. Yeah. They're always kind of learning. They're going to other classes on the weekends or stuff like that. It's yeah. the people that when you go to get your hair cut and they're like, I don't need glasses. I know how to do a bowl cut. And you're like, right. what the? Yeah. Um, you're not, if you're not chasing learning. Yeah. You, you'll you'll you can stagnate. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I I'm the last time I went to uh, the last time I went to uh, like a, a, a voice workshop, mm. um, there were like a couple people who were further up the food chain from me than than I expected to see in that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, one of the guys was like, "I've been doing this job for 15 years, this one job, it went away, and I feel like while I was doing this great lucrative job, I went to sleep on my other skill set and I'm totally. here to learn some other stuff to help take me in a different direction." And you go, "Man, yeah, 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 yeah. we have to always be always be yeah. learning and chasing. Like Sherry just learned puppetry over the past year." Yeah, I saw some posts and pictures. That's awesome. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's one of the things that she always says has always said to me is like my my superpower is 
is I, I'm I'm a quick study. Okay. So I can you can teach me something and I'll and I'll hyper focus on it and master and it. Or, you yeah. know, yeah. at least enough yeah. to be able to not be embarrassed. Totally. Yeah. And um and and that is inspiring to me because it's like I, I what am I doing? What new things can I add to my toolbox? What new what new people and what new adventures can come just by being open to this new skill set? Yeah, 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 totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about about VO uh, as a chunk of um, of our career in that I, this uh, this mortal coil uh, <laughs> that I that I drive around Speak in every on, day, my brother. Right. Yeah. I, I I will always play a white male. Yes. At whatever age I am, dude. Amen. You know. But um, and there's and there are more opportunities for me than for most. Yeah. As a voice actor. I get to narrate an audiobook or do a promo or do a commercial radio or do a bit on a cartoon or a video game. And that versus, and there's plenty of opportunities in on camera, but in that voiceover world as well, it just feels like there's so many more adventures oh, and people to so meet much. and learn. It's so you know? much better if I can just kind of plainly yeah, say that. There you go. I mean, on, cam- <laughs> on camera is great. I'll never really, um, you know, I'll always, hopefully, always be working on camera or when things come up. Yeah. But it's, but this voiceover thing has completely segued me away from. I mean, it's like this whole fresh new thing to do that seems mm. so much more fun for that specific reason. You yeah. can do anything that you can't do. Same same thing with me. I'm just we're just the white guys, and, right? You know. But you can do creatures. Any anything oh, you can man. think of, you can do in VO and be other people. Be like other, be other celebrities. Yes. Yes. Like impressions to, to do. I mean, you could. It's just. It's really awesome. Let, let me ask you this. Yeah, yeah. How, how has coming into voiceover, how has that skill set affected your on-camera work? I think it's better hmm. in, in, in a few fewfold. One, um, I think just, you know, getting auditions every day and working it. Oh, you yeah. kind of learn, you, you're just always staying fresh. It's like you're in an acting class. You're always sort of working on your craft every day. Yeah. Um, on another level, it's great because... It's made me because when you're doing voiceover, you kind of listen, you tune into your voice and how you're using your voice. And I think now going in on auditions, I feel it's almost made things a bit easier for me because I know mm-hmm. I can get behind a character and I can actually perform the voice of the character. Not that I'm actually doing a voice, but the weight that you put on a character or something, you can emote more with your voice. So you don't really have to do quite as much. I used to be a very physical and I still kind of am. But like everything yeah. was always like, oh, hey, swinging my arms <laughs> around and everything. Right. And I the show City Guys that I worked on, I had the director tell me, keep your hands in your pockets because your hands kind of flail. So if you put your hands in your pockets, you can just sort of focus the energy coming out on your face and, and what you're saying and stuff. And now I do that and I don't really need to do so much. It's also made things because I love voice acting so much and the on-camera stuff has sort of taken, not a back seat, but it's, but my priority is definitely like, I want my, my voiceover career to be kicking butt. Yeah. So the on-camera stuff, it's like, I don't really have like the insecurity that we were talking about is almost completely gone. And like, when I first started acting on camera, it was for fun. It was because I was young and it was like, this is going to be cool. Yeah. And now it's come full. And then I went through the whole thing where what am I doing wrong? Oh, I need to be in acting classes. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And now because of thanks to my voice acting career and, and that I am, I have some success in it and stuff. When I get these on camera auditions, I have zero, like, I don't care. I walk in the room and it's like, 
I'm going to do a social experiment, and this is true. Hmm. I'm going to walk in today with an Australian accent and say I'm Australian, and then I'm going to say, would you mind if I do this character in an English-American accent? Then I go into an American accent, and I swear, because you know, there's all this stuff with Brits and Australian accents. They get more respect because they're not from America, and they come, like, we're all of a sudden, everyone in England or Australia is like a trained thespian, so therefore they deserve. So this last audition I had, or this one I had recently, I said, you know what? I'm going in. I'm doing the Australian thing. So I walked in. Hi, how you doing tonight? Good night. Nice to meet you all. Yeah. Um, yes. And they're like, oh, so where are you? How long have you been out here? All of a sudden, the questions are coming. Before, yeah. You know, sometimes you get the casting people and they ask you questions, then you read. Right. But most of the time, it's like, how you doing? Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm Stand there. Out. I've seen so many people. That's right. All of a sudden, you're going, ah, good eye, good eye. And they're like, wow. What is your background? Where are you from? You're fantastic. Before you've read any copy. And right. I go, uh, you don't mind if I, uh, if I just do an American accent for this, right? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That's, that's great. And I did the, I read it, you know, totally not fit, just having fun. Like, I mean, I'm having, I'm lying to the person from the moment I walk in the room. I'm acting because I'm an actor. Right. And, and they, they're completely blown. They're like, after I finish, they're like, and I'm standing there going, is that, are you guys... Are you guys okay? Is that um? How, what do you think? They're like, what do you think? We I thought that was that was amazing. How do you how do how did you feel about that? Do you want to do it again, or is there anything else? And I'm like, wow, how is how am I getting this much respect? Right. Just because I'm Australian, which then led to like, because we thought your American accent was flawless, but if there's anything you want to tweak or change, we can re-record, do give you another take right. and stuff. And then we talked another 10, 15 minutes. About like, oh, what's it like, you know, being in Australia, coming out here and all this stuff. And I completely lied from the moment. I mean, I was, oh, well, I trained at the university. You just say the university. <laughs> That's and it. If you say that, they just, because no one, they don't they know. They don't know. So what, they just Brisbane? Well, yeah. Which yeah. one? Oh, what? yeah. Bris- Brisbane. Brisbane. It's uh, halfway between uh, Brisbane and Sydney. It's oh. uh, Northeastern. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Of course. We yes. call it the Northeastern uh, University. It's Northeastern. Where, uh, oh, Hugh Jackman. Any you. Yeah, any yeah, Hugh Jackman, yeah. of you course. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah. You just mentioned I was in class with you and they were like oh Ooh, no wow, yeah, wow, wow. wow what's he like yeah totally yeah, i'm yeah, writing yeah. spielberg right now you're a fascinating actor so i think my new thing is i'm just going to completely lie every time i walk in the room it's and try kinda, a different accent and just you know it's kind of brilliant especially because what they're what's what's interesting to me too is that they're listening to you differently they're listening to cracks in your dialect versus the choices you're making totally. as an actor and, and I, then it's like Oh, his accent was perfect. Yeah. If you can pull off an American accent, you're automatically a fantastic actor. A fantastic actor. actor. Like, you could be a terrible actor, but as long as you just speak with a clear American accent, they go, wow, he's really nailed that role. He's He's fantastic. So... I mean, I might try that with a British dialect. My British totally dialect is a little bit stronger than my than my Australian. Well, I mean, you know, I'm living with an Aussie, so well, that I, helps. Got to give a shout out to Chantel. There you go. Uh, she's definitely uh, on my case a lot. About when I do my <laughs> Aussie right. accent, she's like, "No, no, it's no, no, you, no. not you." <laughs> Which I always do the most. We have this joke uh, <laughs> that's that's been going on for a while with our group of friends, Eric, and all this. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, we were when the Academy Awards were on, and or whatever, and Mad Max was winning all these awards. Yeah, we were texting all of our friends, uh, Eric and Chris, and I started texting, <laughs> and we were like, "Oh, Made Mix won another award," <laughs> and so we start calling Made it Mix. Made Mix. Like Made it's, Mix. it's not even an Australian accent, but it sure is fun to like when you have an Australian girlfriend. You're like, "Hi, hey, honey, you like that Made Mix movie?" <laughs> And she's like, no, it's mad. And I'm like, no, me, mix. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. 
Um, oh, but, man. but yeah, I have a good uh, Aussie trainer uh, who, who who helps me out with dialect and stuff. That's so that's, so. <laughs> that's yeah. Great. It's really uh, this whole thing is really it's it's such a great industry and all the voice actors people like you that oh, I've man. gotten to meet in our circle of friends the voice yeah. NATO crew the voice NATO crew it's so great and on camera acting I, I mean I've had so working on shows and stuff oh we're gonna stay in touch forever and it just nope I'll never talk mm-hmm. to you after this week you'll right. text me on Wednesday and you'll say I miss you guys and then there'll be right. no, and that's that the lunch. end of it. nah I can't today yep. but voice acting it's like I've hung out with you or Eric or whatever and gotten lunch and doing yeah. a podcast. It's like we all support each other. Yeah. Jess Harnell has gotten me on gigs because he's recommended me. This, oh. uh, you know, the, these Darren DePaul is a great friend who recently just they were going to give him some role. And he said, you know what? Scott's the guy. He wow. can nail this. And and I got the role because Darren mentioned it to the group. And then the group said, hey, let's have Scott come in and do that. Man. So, I mean, and I've done the same. I've recommended other friends for gigs yeah. and, and they've gotten the gigs and it's worked out. So it's really, um, it's a great business when your friends have your back yeah. and, and they're your competition. I yeah. mean, come on. That's like, and you're all there for the same purpose. You're all there because it's a creative thing. You know, you all have these things in common. You all are looking out for each other. Yeah, it's like you know we joke around about each other behind each other's backs and stuff. Right. But it's like, but we're all good. Fr- that's because we're good friends. I yeah, mean, it's like a friendship thing. You know, you give each other jabs or you you know or whatever. But then it, when it comes down to it, it's like, hey man, can you help me with this copy? Hey, I know you're on this show and I'm auditioning for a guest star. Can you maybe just suggest how's the energy? Like, yeah. can I send you my read and who's do you know who's it? directing that? Have you read the whole thing? Do you yeah, know what? Because totally. I can't get a copy of the script. And it's like if you're in that little circle of, of our group or whatever, or the little circle of trust, it's like everyone, they're all here. Yeah, man, I know. Yeah, yeah. So this character is doing this throughout this, you know, if yeah. that helps you out. Yeah. Man, it's awesome. It's amazing. And and to, you know, I feel like, you know, I mean, it's it's what's at the heart of, of this show. And I know a lot of other shows that are out there is just like, this is great. And if you want to walk this tightrope. There's the platform, and those yeah. are the dimensions, and then it's attached there. And totally. good luck, and we're yeah. pulling for you. And yeah. you know, it's 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 so solitary that to be able to have a group of people who you just play with, yeah, you know, because otherwise, if you don't have that, you 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 go insane, yeah. You know, totally. it's just it, it, and that that can be the challenge I find with with the on camera world. You know, yeah. I mean, the the and it's been lately in the comedic. Co-star, yeah. uh, world. I see a lot of the same guys, which mm. is which is nice. But it, but it is a very different energy. Different, everyone's still kind of sizing each other up. Right. You can still be cool and stuff. And sure. it's like, hey, Kiff, how's it going, man? And you're like, mm, let's see. Yeah, he looks a bit more the mm, or like, mm, yeah, oh, I'm gonna uh, change. It's just there's... sort of it's interesting how um, and that again going back to the insecurity. It's all you know. It's like make your own choices, man. Yeah. Just make your choices. Go strong. Right. And at least you walk out there. Feeling like, you know, that audition, that on-camera audition, I walked out going, did the best I could do. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't book it. And you know what? Frankly, I don't even care because it's like, yeah, I got other stuff going on. Yeah. And thanks to the VO stuff every day, you know, if you get one audition or if you get two or whatever, or maybe multiple, or maybe if you don't get one that day, but then the next day, it's like, wow. It's like, it's like you're constantly getting a source of, it's like you got a blood transfusion. There's always kind of blood going into your body. Whereas with on-camera, it's like. Uh, we're gonna give you some blood today. Okay, that's too much. Yeah, now you're gonna wait three weeks before you get a little bit that's more. Right. You get another opportunity, 
And that that right there of like just sitting there going, oh, when's my next audition? That will mentally play on you too. It's that's really- right. You all of a sudden there there is that's a really interesting point. There's something about the nature of getting uh, getting a fairly steady stream of of opportunity that make you relax and totally. make you feel comfortable taking a risk and go. You know what? I, if I if I don't land this today, it's not the end not of the world because there might be something tomorrow. Yeah. And in that on camera world, it, it very much can be like, well, pilot season is coming to a close, guys. So we'll have to See wait for two months. months. See you in six months, and maybe there'll be some opportunities for you down the road. And uh, and it makes you cling to everything that comes totally. down, and you become so much more. But not only that, if you're out of training, if you're out of season, mm. you're out of training. I mean, yeah. the Lakers don't play their season and then they go, okay, guys, we're good for seeing four months. That's right. Now, here's a ball again. Try to learn how to make that free throw. It's like you, you, you can't, but that's what happens. Yeah. You can't, they say, you know, stay in the acting classes and stuff, but even the acting classes, you're just kind of, you're in a circle of trust where if you kind of get a little lazy this week or whatever, you're not really on each other because the risk isn't as, it's not like, oh, this is going to be my paycheck. Yeah. It's like, okay, here, let's just pass the ball around, right. you know, but it's like when you're down in it and you got to be shooting these three pointers yeah. left, and you, and these and people you're do it getting, over and you're over. You're getting blocked and you're getting hands in your face and you're getting hit by your teammates. Yeah. It makes you better, stronger, world, faster. Yeah. yeah. And you got to keep that momentum going. And with on camera, you just become stagnant because you're, you're reliant on the next audition. Right. Voice acting, you get the next thing. So you're always, that muscle is always, it's like you're always in the gym doing pushups. It's right. Like you're always just like working that muscle. And then you kind of get to a point where I feel I might be getting at now where I'm going, okay, I got this stride going. And I'm trying to, I'm now getting to a point where I'm more comfortable with ignoring that whole, like some things are good. You know, like today I might book seven, today, uh, what's going on? It's like, okay, I got my stride going. So at least I'm turning in good copy. Yes. Now it's just a matter of like, do they like my, do they like uh, Sanskrit as opposed to, right. you know what I mean? Right. So, um, so, but that takes a while. I mean, I'm nine years in and I'm just beginning to feel that. So yeah. it's like playing guitar or whatever. You kind of get to these steps where it's like, Okay, I've learned this thing. And then you kind of sit there till you get to the next, where you learn the next, you know, it's like a yeah. hump. It's like, oh, how do I get over this hump? I'm doing this even with the way you approach copy or something or like, you know, for a while I was doing this, like pushing things too hard. You know, now they want all hmm. non-VO announcer. Yeah. But I was still stuck in the, hey, it's, it's, it's water time. <laughs> so, you know. And now they just went yeah. like, hey, it's water time. I keep, and I, uh, and lately, water time is, water time is fun time, kid. Right. When I was in Chicago, my, my, my reads of the, the casual next door guy were so, it felt so natural. And like, yeah. even today, like I did a piece of copy that was supposed to be very, just like real casual. And I felt, I still felt pushed and I wasn't doing any more than this. Yeah. And, 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 and it is that sense of, I'm in here and the booth director is like, it was great. It yeah. was great. Want to, do we want to get him? I throw it a little bit way more. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to lose energy. I don't want you right. to throw it away too much. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really, yeah. And, you, could, and, and, and putting and becoming comfortable with that insecurity uh, and making you just go, you know what? It's. I was listening to a, a podcast. I forget which one, um, but it doesn't matter. Okay. It does, actually. But, no, it doesn't. But, uh, Not if it's competition, Kiff. You're right. It's we competition. Don't like competition. I'm going to steal the quote. Um, I think I mentioned it here before, but Bill Holmes, who does um, you know compost yeah, post production, yeah. he's, he's got a great workout group. But he said, um, "I really like this when people get hung up on on specs." Hmm. Um, and it's exactly what you were saying earlier. It's like if 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 a piece of copy comes to you, and you're like, and it says fifties, 
yeah. uh, fatherly, great storyteller. But yeah. you're like, I'm, but I'm 25. Yeah. Why am I going to read this copy? Yeah. And he says, who cares? Someone figured that it belongs to you. Yeah. So do your best. That's a good, yeah, that's a neat little way. I haven't heard that before. And it was, yeah, I, I thought it was a great way of kind of putting that, that demon to rest about the spec. Yeah. Judging you before you even start reading. There is a point when you go, that's me, that's me, that's not me, that's not right. me. And then you just have to, with the, that's not me, you just go, well, well, I'm sitting here and I'm about to record it. Right. Samit thought that it might be me. So I'm going to go, okay, Samit, here's, this is my take on it. And Samit may be like, mm, that wasn't you. <laughs> and then the copy is, when I turned 50, when I, I turned... realized <laughs> I realized prostate checks were for me. I don't know. That's uh, not good. Yeah. We'd, um, interesting take on it. Love to have you do another pass on that. Uh, but just a little bit more, uh, uh, just a little bit more like your, like your gonads have dropped. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, totally. Like a man with a prostate. Yeah, like a man that <laughs> Not has... a man whose prostate is still growing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's such a great business, man. It's really. How'd you? Uh, where Where did the music factor in? How did you get started in that? Uh, music, I got into when I was about fifteen years old. Um, I, you know, this the cool kid in school, Archie, uh, was playing guitar, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool uh, that he plays guitar." I think I want to play guitar just because I want to be cool like Arch. Yeah, and uh, we had this gifting day where we had to give. We got assigned to give someone else one of our own personal things. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, this is a, I got a cassette tape from him. Like, this is something that's special to me. It means something to me, and I'm sharing it with you. Awesome. So I got, um, it was uh, like, Sweet Child of Mine and Welcome to the Jungle, like a two-side single <laughs> yeah, cassette Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, what is this? And up to this point, mind you, as we had talked about, I'd only been listening to scores, like yeah. Robin Robin Williams. Robin Williams, I'm doing Jaws. Oh, yes. Robin Williams, and you need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh! <laughs> Whoa, Whoa, that's a big shark. We might need to have... <laughs> oh, Japanese uh, submarine slammed two torpedoes into my side. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, oh, man, John I can segue into that, but I won't, I won't segue into that. But, um, yeah, uh, so I um, – what the heck was I talking oh, about? Oh, uh, no, so just, John Williams, you were listening yes. to music scores. John Williams, Danny Elfman, uh, yeah. all these greats. My brother and I would just collect these scores and we'd be listening to – oh, man, the Batman soundtrack, yeah. the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway um, – so I was into that, and it wasn't until I was about 15 that I remember I was sitting in my friend's car, and the Beatle, a Beatles song came on, and, and someone said, oh, this is the Beatles. And I tuned in at 15 years old going, oh, this is what the band that everyone talks about that's the Beatles, huh? And up to this point, I had heard rock music, obviously, but yeah. I, or whatever music, but I just really didn't care much. I didn't really mm. pay attention. Yeah. And so at 15, with my friend Archie playing guitar, he gave me that, so I put in that Guns N' Roses thing, and it was like... You know, welcome to the jungle. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? Yeah. And then like a week later, we had this thing called Dare Class, which out here it was like drug drug abuse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you say no Reagan. to drugs. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. what I mean? So this police officer came in, put on Guns N' Roses, Mr. Brownstone, saying, <laughs> This is Guns N' Roses, you know, this is band Guns N' Roses. They're talking about heroin, which is a bad thing. And it's like you know, there's rocking out to Mr. Brown. We've been dancing, Mr. Brownstone. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. 
And I was like, I don't, I don't know her, and I don't care about the heroin, but this band right. rocks. This band is amazing. Like the police, the the police. Funny enough, <laughs> right? The the Manhattan Beach police just advertised Guns and Roses for me, and actually, in a weird way, how cool drugs could be. Yeah, that's right. Which drugs are not cool. Drugs especially are not heroin, cool. Especially but, heroin, but um, but yes. <laughs> but I was, but at that point, I was like, I'm want to be in Guns and Roses. That's cool. So I got a guitar, started playing guitar. Slash was like my idol. Turned oh, into man. Eddie Van Halen. Also, my buddy Steve from high school turned me on to Van Halen. Man. And uh, and ever since then, it was like, man, this is like, you know, music has been part of me. And and I used to draw all the way up to the point I started playing guitar. Really? Started playing guitar. And the second I started playing guitar, I had no desire to draw. And we're talking, I would draw multiple pictures every day. My mom wow. has, she kept a lot of my drawings when I was a kid. And literally, it's probably thousands of drawings. Wow. I mean, every day, it would just be like, draw a picture, put that one down, next paper, bleh. Your yeah, hands just, just wanted thing. something to do, and then they found something. I've always been super creative like that. And the second it turned over to music, it was like, this is fresh and new and totally different and stuff. Wow. And while I was doing the acting, and then it felt that way too when I got into voice acting. It was mm. like, this is so fun. I'm like I'm like a demon today. I'm like playing Skeletor the next day or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. It was like, I don't want to be the white guy, the young teenager who's the coming of age teenager. It's like, wow, I'd rather do characters and monsters. And so that's what it's yeah. like the creativity just shifts into this other space. So it's really um so I think I'm definitely I think without a doubt it's easy to say that I'm pretty much like an artist, like, you know, across the board. Yeah. I've also done painting and stuff like that, but but I mean like music and acting, it all kind of plays into each other. Yeah. When I play with my band, sometimes I mess around. I try to impersonate, uh, you know, imitate Dude, famous singers when I'm playing or whatever. I mean, I came down to see Scott's show uh, last week, Friday night, and it was you guys as a cover band, as a band, period, are so incredibly tight. And it was so thrilling and fun like oh, to know right. you and then watch you in that context. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, seamless impersonation not only the musical styling of each of the bands that you play but what you were doing vocally on Thank top you. of that uh, just if you're in manhattan beach on a friday night you've got to go to the sharks cove and watch the scott Wade band it's, i really appreciate it's it. true man i had the most fun it was so fun having you guys when you oh. showed up too because like i had told you it was all last minute so i didn't know who was really yeah i guess everyone had talked about it and i didn't i knew that like oh we might have a little group coming down tonight or something yeah but around four o'clock it was like okay it's gonna be this and this and i was like all right so i just posted something yeah and then when you walked in the door i was like kiff's here the grant you know you're like the leader man you're like am i the leader you put yeah man you put the whole voice nato group together yeah, you were the one that that's true that that created that that group of friends that we're all part of man it's really oh, wow. cool i mean you know you're friends with everyone you see them in the hallways but then it's yeah. like hey let's meet up for have denny's before we go and right. we do this and now i know why you chose denny's though you're, no you're hey, still man, supporting they, they rejected me they Kip, stopped using the gigs that campaign. over bro we would the go to norms over. we would be going to norms <laughs> yeah. i don't know i haven't seen any norms commercials <laughs> You're probably getting kickback. There yeah, are your I, I, I really They're wish. Like, yeah. I really wish I, I would. I, 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 but I've always been a Denny's fan. What can I say? Yeah. Well, Denny moons over my hammy. I used right? to sit. There. I, I used to give why. you a free breakfast on your birthday, and then they stopped doing that. But I would go there when I was in college and go get my free breakfast meal. That was like the thing, man. I've done yeah. that many times. Wow, they yeah. don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Does IHOP still do that? I, I think they. Used I to. might. I don't know. It was just I my used birthday. To do I IHOP go. for breakfast for yeah. free, and right. then I go to like lunch for Denny's for free. I would go to different Denny's locations in Grand. 
Rapids and like I do, went during college and go there and you could smoke and I was a heavy like for college I was a smoker yeah. uh, and would sit and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee until four o'clock in the morning and write band names with friends and ah, write cool. comedy sketches and parodies of stuff and like just same kind of thing of just like I just want to create and I don't know that there's a place for this type of creation, but I know that I want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been lucky that I've been in LA my whole life because it's like, okay, I want to do music. Well, this is the center of music. I want to act. This is the center. center of acting. So the, so what you have gone through is really, I mean, for me to hear stories like you or people that are like from the Midwest that come yeah. out to LA or make it out to LA eventually, yeah. it's like, wow, man, more power to you. That is like, I mean, everyone's everyone struggles to get into the business, but if you're in the middle of kind of nowhere when it comes to where the big hubs of these creative outlets work yeah. and to make it out to LA and now to be living this dream and you're doing Superman. I mean, come yeah. on, man. This is like, you know, you might not be Superman yet, but just being the security guard or whatever, or yeah. what, you know, it's like, that's not a just whatever gig. That's like, it's a dude, big deal. this is attached to your whole life and what you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And so even if it is just one, two or three lines, Dude, it's everything leading up to that, yeah. and then that just becomes the next gig, becomes the next gig, and now you have a whole net, and you have a whole IMDb page of all your success and everything, yeah. and someday you're going to look back, it's going to be like 300, 400 things long, <laughs> and you're going to be like, man, this is like, I've yeah. come a long way from me being a little kid going, I want to be an actor, or whatever, to the struggle to get here, to doing the 9 to 5 job, to get to yeah. make it out to L.A. even, to be able to, And then now you're surviving yeah. and you're making money in the career. It's, man, yeah. more power to you, brother. That's Thank like you. Thank you very really much. really cool, man. It's, dude, it, it makes it easier when you've got good friends who are doing the same thing. It is, yeah. To have, a, to have a legit support group, yeah. um, you know, and in this voice act, in this voice world, I've found that. Yeah. And, you know, people you want to hang out with in your spare time. Right. You know, that... It's competition. You know, you're technically in competition. Sure. We're both auditioning for the same stuff today. Right. But, but because and it was explained to me. Uh, I can't remember. It was like Dave Boat or someone. It, yeah. It said, you know, it's like we're all in competition with each other, but we each have our own voice. And yeah. like, you don't sound like me. I don't sound like you. Yeah. So the job's gonna sometimes go to you. Sometimes it's gonna go to me. Sometimes it's gonna go to this next person. It was. You know. It was one of the best lessons I learned doing this show. Like, cause like Delaney and I, I would see Delaney yeah. a lot all the time and we're both Midwestern guys with yeah. specific dialects. And then I listened to my show back in the car and realized how different we sound. Yeah, totally. And that was fascinating to me yeah. that within, within that spectrum of whatever that color is of like Midwestern white guy, how vastly different a world each of, different, of us though. are, you know, and the choices that we make and all that other kind of stuff, yeah. even in that space of being roughly similar ages, similar sort of casual regionalisms that creep yeah, in. Yeah. That and and that, yeah, that we're we're up against each other for specific things, but you know that I it's uh it's also in from the movie Creed. Like as much as I'm competing against against you and Chris and Lopez and Brian and yeah. Fred and everybody, that I'm really competing against myself. It really is. You know? You're the one in front of the mic that's submitting right. the stuff and that's it. And after that, it's just flavors, dude. That's right. It has nothing to do with you after you do the good audition you can do and then Claim, Who knows? Claim victory then it's in luck, the bro. field. That's it. That's luck. Then it's out of my hands. Did totally. I take it as far as I could? Yes. All right. Yeah. But don't worry. Delaney's going to be gone soon. I'm, I'm going to make him disappear. <laughs> no one wants Brian Delaney anymore. 
<laughs> he books so much. His body's going to be floating in the Pacific Ocean. Oh man, I hope not. I I, I hope it, it stays. I hope it stays attached to the bottom. We were in some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want that coming to the top. No, God, then no. They'll, then they'll do prints and everything. <laughs> they'll figure and then they'll out. Mail us. They'll figure out who's responsible. No, Brian and I were in some class years uh, a while best. back together. <laughs> I don't. know. He had some shirt on that said like bamboo something. And so when they were like, you had to go around the circle and introduce yourself, and I'm like. This is my buddy Brian. We're the Bamboo Brothers. <laughs> I don't know why it had to do with. And so forever I was texting, hey, Bamboo Brother, what's going on? And it was ridiculous. That's awesome. And now he's a big star and he won't Yeah, that's call right. Me back, he's a big star. That's fine. Call. That's right. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're fast running out of time. Uh, yeah, how no, how can going. people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of like at the Scott Whites. So I think f- Twitter is at the Scott White, W H Y T E. Uh, uh, Periscope that we're on right now, if people are still kind of listening, paying attention, mm-hmm. uh, is probably just my mom and brother and dad. What's up, yeah. guys? Um, that's also the Scott White. You can find me on Facebook. It's probably the Scott White or uh-huh. Scott White W H Y T E. And uh, yeah, I think I don't know how many other social uh, MySpace or Friendster. Are you still? On I'm those the places? mayor on Friendster these wow, days because impressive. there's no one else in town. No one so else is there. I, I've <laughs> defaulted to the president of of uh, MySpace. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's just me and that guy who like is, you know who's that main guy that looks at the chalkboard. Oh yeah, Tom. Is it Tom, Tom, Tom right. or whatever? He's still looking at that darn chalkboard, like smiling over his shoulder. <laughs> Um, yeah. We did all this stuff about having you play on the guitar, but I'm running out of time. Nah, we don't need any of that. Right. I brought him more to hear you do some, uh... Oh, to do Peter, Peter Gabriel. Gabriel? Here, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of Peter Gabriel real quick. Wait. <coughs> uh-huh. Go ahead. Can you do have a Red Rain? Can you do Red oh, Rain? Oh, I don't, no. Uh, how about In, in Your, your eyes? eyes is fine. Uh... Love. I get... I'm, uh, I got ahead of myself. Go ahead. Love. I get so lost. Sometimes days pass wasted and this emptiness fills my heart when I'm walking in rain, I travel in my car Come back to the place we are. Verbatim, right? All my instincts, they return. And the grand facade so soon will burn. Without a voice, without my pride, I reach out from the inside. The heat, your eyes. I am complete, your eyes. I see the doorway to a thousand churches, the resolution of all my fruitless searches. Oh, I see the light and the heat. Oh, I want to be that complete. I want to touch the light, the heat I see in your eyes. Yeah. So good. I love that. <laughs> that was right, awesome. That's just such a good voice, man. Uh, thanks singer. so much. Dude, you are the best. Scott White, yeah. thank you so much yeah, for spending man, some time with me. my pleasure. And thank you for listening to All Over Voice Over with Kip VH. We'll be back later on. Peace. Yeah.
Thank you for joining us on All Over VoiceOver with Kiff VH. Please take a moment to review the show and let other folks know what you thought. And if you dug it, please subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at All Over VO and check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash allovervo with Kiff VH. That's it for this time. You get what you get and don't get upset. Claim victory and depart the field. Thank you.